Hello and welcome to another episode of the For the Love of Beer podcast. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend Mark Harley Johnson. Good evening. Uh, we're back today with two beers, uh, both beers we've drank before, but have, have to sort of re-review for the purposes of the podcast. Um, so before we get into beers, yeah, you know I said on the last episode um, to suggest people to email us. Yeah. Well, we got an email. Right. And I will, I will talk you. Th- I, will, I will read out the email to you now. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's fan correspondence. Right. Okay. But an email is an email, so I'm going to read it. So uh, the listeners' questions, kind of thing. Yes. Okay. So, header of the email. Let's discuss business. That's the header. That sounds interesting. So he's getting straight into it. And uh, the man's name is Bahar Zanjani. Right, okay. So I'll go from here. My name is... Shall I do it in a... I'll do it in a normal voice. I'm not going to do it in a culturally insensitive voice. No, we, we might. Uh, What's worth that? A few people if you do. Yeah. My name is Bahar Zanjani, siblings to 45 years old Babak Morteza Zanjani, an Iranian billionaire and business magnate apprehended uh, in 2013 and sentenced to the death penalty and partner to jailed Iran diplomat Ali Reza Mofarad. My siblings, Babak, Morteza Zanjani, was the manager and director of the UAE-based Sorinet Group, one of Iran's largest business conglomerates from Tehran. Uh, he's currently on death penalty. Who's this? The, Gives the, the guy link. from the Emirates is on death penalty? The, no, the, this Iranian billionaire. Right, okay. We don't need Iran, do we? With a, no. With, um, and it gives a link to an Al Jazeera web page oh right okay so, anyway, so it's real so I'll, get it's true. I'll get to I'll get to due to current sanctions and unrest in my country Iran I am looking for a relationship with a business or individuals in your country oh. so that I can make some investments there please reply me so we can discuss further as you keep this privy oh, we haven't kept it privy have we because we were just told well, anyway mm. thanks for your cooperation Bahar Zanjani so it's kind of a modern twist on the whole Nigerian prince thing isn't it yeah that's interesting. So it's, it's yeah. But when I looked, because first, the first thing I did was looked up Babak Zanjani. And it turns out that that whole story about him is completely legit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm assuming someone is kind of spoofing <laughs> on this email to kind of pretend to be his brother yeah. or whatever, or some sort of... But that is actually true. But the the, 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 the guy and everything about him and the, and the whole thing of where, he, that is all true. <laughs> That is all true. So, um, so yeah, always nice to hear from our listeners. Well, perhaps when we do the Emirates Iran. one, did you say that was his cousin or something, the guy from the Emirates? He said, well, he just said siblings, which I'm assuming he's means sibling. he's a brother. Okay, well, maybe when we um, review Barbican from the Emirates, we could get in touch with him and you know, see if that's what they drink, you know? Well, I don't, I don't, drink, I don't really drink anything in Iran, do they? At, he's well, a sibling, might though. No, they drink... Um, they drink uh, it's a spirit, isn't it? What do they call it? There was a guy, we had an Uber driver that made a home we brew. Did, yes, on the night that we met Huomo. Yeah. On the way back. Yeah. We did indeed. Um, Can't remember what it's called, but they, they, they drink some sort of alcoholics. They do. Yeah. A bit like the Greek stuff. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So yeah, that was our um, our email. Wow. So, you know. So there we go. We're um, making our way across the world now then, aren't we? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, obviously, I haven't replied because I'm pretty sure it's a scam. Mm. But still, but we could be passing up our chance of millions of pounds here, billions, billions. Yeah, exactly. If he wants to make a, um, 
an investment in for the Love of Beer podcast, then hopefully he'll get back to us on Twitter. Or I mean, there's not Instagram much to invest because our running costs basically are just the beers and then yeah. maybe some travelling involved to get some of the beers. Yeah, that's, that's true. We could do with getting bankrolled for things like going to Tibet and Azerbaijan and places like that. See, that's where his investment would come in handy. Mm, that's true. Yeah. But for this evening, we've managed to bring Nigeria to Nantwich. We have. Um, which is good news. Um, now, we've had this beer before. Star Lager. Um, we've actually... This is um, a bit of a breakaway from the norm, actually. This one that you've brought for us this evening has been brought back from... Where is it? Ghana. So it's been brought from Ghana. But interestingly, we already had some imported star beer. It's quite easy to get hold of in the UK. Um, in stock. Um, now... When you look at the two bottles, one's big, one's little, but label-wise, they're identical. Until you look at the back, one's got that it's Ghana's favourite beer, and the other says that it's Nigeria's favourite beer, and they've got a different volume. Yes. So, so what we're going to do is drink some of each. And just see if there's any difference, or if there's a noticeable difference. Yeah. Now, as Phil said, when we first um, sampled this... I don't really remember it very much. I don't think it was anything particularly I fantastic. think it was kind of a middle-of-the-road-ish It was, but I beer. think you were all right with it. Um, I didn't mind it. I've I remember feeling you didn't mind it. Yeah, I wasn't in love with it, but I didn't mind it either. Um, so, a bit of an interesting one. So, on the um, the Nigerian one that was imported to here... I can't remember where we bought it from. Probably like Home and Bargain or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was something like that because we'd had it. We'd had it last summer. It's really quite easy to get hold of. Yeah, yeah. but the only reason why I got this other one was because a um, uh, um, friend of the pod, Chris Morton, hello Chris, um, has a work colleague because um, we still have the Ghanaian beer to do that's on our list, which obviously isn't was that, this one. Was that club? Club Premium Lager. Yeah. Which um, he'd brilliantly managed to source for us from Ghana and bring back. Yeah, um, but also kind of got a couple of these bottles of star as kind of an, an extra curricular yeah. for us obviously not knowing that it was it was another another beer off the list anyway yeah, yeah. Um, but so th- this one that I've got is brewed and bottled in Ghana yeah whereas yours is actually from Nigeria so we can kind of see it's how the brewing process yeah. alters and if it alters between from country to country now I'm just looking into um, when we first drank this it was the 20th of April last year Oh, ages ago. Um, and now I can't find at the moment the original um, rating that we gave it, which is a nice little photo of Star and a burger. Oh, barbe- well, that's barbecue, barbecue on uh, last April. April. Yeah. So we were hitting it early last year. So I'm presuming this was when we had our first big session on the beers that time. Yeah. That was when it really sort of kicked off. Um, and this star that I had in stock at the moment was from my trip to Brighton um, in November mm. a couple of months ago, and I stumbled on it in Budgeons in Brighton. Budgeons. Yep. Um, we also got some Tusca beer for, from Kenya as well. Yes. Uh, but anyway, that'll be another day. That's another day. Um, should we crack these open? I think we should, yeah. Let's get started. Have a look, eh? so, um, so I will start off with Ghana, and while well, you start off with Nigeria, and then I'll just I'll, I'll do a bit of a pour on a bit of yours, just so I can kind of... The, uh, the Nigeria one. Switch it around. Uh, there you go. Thank you. Um, it's got a foil top, which I'm not a fan of. Yeah, the um, label, the logo on both bottles is identical, but the, does the actual um, physical construction of the label is different because on the Ghanaian one, the actual um, badge, if you like, for the beer 
the label is kind of cut around to that shape. Whereas on the Nigerian one, it's a generic rectangular label yeah. with a badge on it. It is. It's just interesting little quirky differences. Yeah. Um, the caps are exactly the same. Right. There's your Nigerian one back. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll, turn, I'll pour a bit of this gun mm. in for you as well. Hey, that's not a bad beer. I'm right, so I'm drinking Nigeria to start with, 5.1% volume. I'll start Nigeria as well. To, just because you're doing that, I'll do the same. All right, okay. Um, so, each bottle of star beer is subjected to over 250 quality checks. In Nigeria. Ensuring that you can enjoy your fresh and original star. However, in Ghana, it's subject to 260 checks. So, why the extra 10? Do they have more strict standards in Ghana? My theory is there's a guy in the factory that's just in Ghana that's like proper shit hot. Like, he's on it. He's like... Do you reckon? I'm going to do 10 extra checks because that's how passionate I am about my job. Do you reckon he's got like 10 extra boxes on his clipboard? Yes. He has like, because it's printed on an A4 sheet of paper. Yeah. And then he's got like a post-it note attached lower down that extends it out. Do you reckon? It gives him that like bottom corner? Yes. Because he's using, he's using the standard forms that they print off in Nigeria and he's just given it his own little extra bit of flair. Just to make it a little bit different for Ghana. Yes. Is that, that do you reckon that's where they lose the one percent volume then? Sorry, point one percent. Because in Ghana, it's yeah, you lose 0.1. Maybe you just took a swig of it and thought, you know what, could do with something. Could do with, I mean, being well, the Nigerian one. It's got a little quality mark actually. It's got a Nigerian quality mark and then like a a reference number. But there's none of that on the Ghanaian one. Um, it's a nice taste. The the, the Brewed and bottled by Guinness Garner. Yeah. But from my understanding of my Googling earlier on, in Nigeria, it's actually an independent brewery. Brewer so what brewery. they'll do, they would have outsourced this then. Yeah. So in Ghana, it would be outsourced basically to a, to a Guinness. Yeah, there you brewery. go. Brewed and bottled by Nigerian breweries, PLC, in Lagos. Interestingly about Lagos, um, biggest city in Nigeria. Yep. But it's not the capital. Uh... I was going to say what the capital was, and it's gone out of my head. Um, well, you're going to have to wait. I've screenshotted it. <laughs> my phone wasn't open at that point. Um, <laughs> always so, prepared. Yeah, always prepared. Um, so I started off um, and failed, really. Um, no, I've got that many screenshots here. I do apologise. While, while you're faffing about with that, yeah. um, I've just took a swig of Ghana, and um, it may not be a massive shock to the listener. But um, they don't really taste any different. Do they not? Not really. Do you know what? I quite like it, actually. I think, the, obviously, the, the again, not ideal conditions, but the bottle from Ghana has been in my fridge at work all day. Your Nigerian one has been in cold storage in a conservatory, yeah. not in a fridge. Um, so, yeah, I'm still drinking Nigeria at the moment. I quite like this. Mm? I don't remember. I, I feel like I... I think it was quite bland last time, but it's got a bit of flavour to it now. It does. It's, it's the got... first beer of the night, isn't it, as well? That always makes a difference. Yeah, it has... Um, it's quite a dry, dry taste. Yeah. Um, it's not overly gassy. It has a bit of a, a bit of a twang off the end of it, but it, generally it's quite a dry, a dry taste, I would say. Capital of Nigeria. Oh, go on then. Abuja. Abuja, right? But it wasn't actually built until the 1980s. 
So was it Lagos before that then? Uh, yes, it was. Um, the capital was Lagos. Um, it was built um, with the primary aim of it being um, the new capital of Nigeria. So it was built for that purpose. So they felt um, like they just needed a new one? Yes. Is it more central? It's building a new capital, I have no idea. No. You're asking me so many questions tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm prepared, but I'm not that prepared. Yeah. Um, it's a country's political and administrative centre. Could you imagine if they built a new capital in England? You know, like where would we build it? What do you reckon? Well, there's, there's always, there was always debate, wasn't there? Because um, obviously we have London is, our cap- is the capital of England. Yet, geographically... You would say Birmingham probably a, a, is a would be a more suitable kind of centre of the. It makes sense. The country, yeah. yeah. But then you've got the likes of Liverpool, Manchester, Newcastle, Sheffield, even. Um, yeah, but you wouldn't. You'd, you'd want Bristol, Bristol, places like that. They all whinge about. You know, we want to be the capital, particularly the likes of Manchester and probably Birmingham. But if you give it to Manchester, all the scouts are going to moan, aren't they? I think Birmingham probably have a bigger shout than anyone else because they can say geographically we are. Geographically right, we're right in the centre. So I don't understand why we can't be the capital city. But it is a shithole. Yes, that's that's the other thing. That's the thing it's got going against it, really. Yeah, it's an absolute dump. Great location, but... But did you know Birmingham has got more miles of canals than Venice? Really? Sounds indeed. Just imagine just Brummies on gondolas now. Mm. Yeah, they're missing out. That's what they should centre their tourism on. Just one Cornetto, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> Life expectancy in Nigeria. Well, I was like to say in Birmingham. <laughs> in Birmingham, I would imagine it's quite low <laughs> compared to the rest of the country. Uh, in Nigeria, okay, yes. so it's one of the better, well, I said it's one of the better developed African countries, isn't it? So I'm going to take a shot at 52. Have oh, you, that's low, have isn't you it? already Googled Have this? I nailed it? Yeah. Oh, yes! <laughs> Did you see I swear, it no, I swear, I swear, that was a guess. 52, I thought it was a fairly developed nation, but evidently it's not. But it's one of those where, like, your big cities and stuff, the, 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 you know, African countries that tend to accumulate wealth, tend to it tends to accumulate in pockets. It's right. not distributed as evenly as you would like in assume. But, to be honest, you think about that, in a lot of the developed world, it's kind of the same. Mm. It's just that, obviously, they're... They're, um, in some senses, a bit further behind. It's quite a low age, really, isn't it? 52. It, it is a bit, but... I mean, we'd be well over halfway through our lives right now. We would be midlife crisis territory. Well, well past that, yeah. Oh, yeah, in fact, yeah. Right. I mean, the retirement age, for me, anyway. Well, well, maybe they don't even retire. Probably not. I, I perhaps should have looked into that, shouldn't I? Should have done. Retirement age in Nigeria. Um... Right, did you know the official language in Nigeria is English? Is it really? It certainly is, yeah. So they're not French-speaking country then? They're not they're, uh, English-speaking. However, okay. there is... Um... Ah, I've lost that as well. I'm really <laughs> poor. It's going this. well, this. It's, it's really poor. Um, I do apologise. Um, there is an official, non, uh, official Nigerian language... Um, that's not English uh, yeah there's not English um, and to say hello in Nigerian um, I wish Awomo was here I, well he'd tell us all this straight off the bat he'd probably just chuck me out of his cab really wouldn't he no um, 
Awomo, for, for new listeners, um, Awomo was the Nigerian Uber driver that we met on around in Manchester who gave us the idea that formed the, obviously the genesis of this podcast. Yes, yeah, so this is where it's come from. So Awomo, um, the Nigerian Uber driver, is a, is a big friend of the show. Um, so the, there are many ways to say hello in Nigerian. Uh, so I'm going to give you just a few of them. So Kedu. Kedu. Uh, Bawoni. Bawoni. Koyo. Mezier, that sounds French. Uh, Sanu. Salu. Sanu. Oh, Sanu. Sanu. Got a friend called Sanu. Um, it's used in the northern region. Right. Um, Abole means uh, how are you? Um, Mavo. Um, Hava. Hey. Hey is that easy to remember. I should have just said that and you wouldn't have even argued it, would you? Yeah. Um, in Ihel, there's loads of ways to say hello in Nigerian that makes you feel more um, part of the language. Okay. Have you tried the Ghanaian version of it yet? I've not, no. Let's give right, it a go. have a swig of that. And then tell me... I think the obvious slight difference is temperature. I think that so, tastes different. So taking that out of the equation, taking temperature out of the equation, I would say it's maybe not as dry, but that kick, no, that, it's, after, it's that, after, that aftertaste is, is kind of similar. That's but it's a not lot sweeter. But it's not as dry. Mm. I'd say that's sweeter, but maybe it's the the temperature. I'm not sure. I th- I, yeah, I mean it's going to be a marginal, a marginal difference. It's, it's not going to be much in it, but it's brewed by different breweries. So I think for the purposes of a rating, we're going to have to rate the, <laughs> the Nigerian. Is, yeah, Nigerian. Yeah. Um, unless cold, you feel, really. unless you'd rate them both exactly the same, which I, I probably would anyway, to be honest. But we're obviously going to rate the we'll rate them the Nigerian definitely. Uh, famous Nigerians. Do I mean, I, I, it's it's all footballs, isn't it for me? It is. You um, know why I'm like where it comes to like '90s or yeah. '90s football. No, well. I googled it this afternoon, and there are very few famous Nigerians that are well known. Yeah. Um, in our sort of world, so but football wise, football, well, it, you've got Daniel Amakachi. Quite a few famous Nigerians. Yeah. Um, Kanu, who played for Kanu, Arsenal yes. and, and where else. That's a good shout. Um, he was the guy with the dreads. You're thinking of... Centre uh, defence. You're thinking of Taribo West. A bright coloured... That's the um, boy. Dreadlocks play for Inter Yeah, Taribo West. JJ Akocha. Oh, yes. He was a phenomenal player. Bolton Wanderers. Yeah, bag of tricks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could go on. But that, they're like, that they would probably be the, like, the main, the yeah. main ones. I would say. Other than that. Um, you got much else? Oh, got a whiz kid. Whiz kid? Whiz kid. Have you ever heard of whiz kid? Is he a rapper? Um, yes. Yeah, I've heard of him. Uh, well, he's a Nigerian singer-songwriter. Uh, but yeah, anyway, he's whiz kid. Uh, Dabanj. Dabanj? Mm-hmm. Short for, like, Dabanjo. Yep. Um, Ice Prince. Jeremiah Ogbodo. Two Baba. And Don Jazzy. I bet they're maybe they're like big. Oh, I mean, I can't believe we've been talking about Nigeria and we've not mentioned Nollywood. Yes, there is quite a, a mention of Nollywood. Nollywood online. Yeah, Nollywood. Have you ever watched? Because sometimes if you get into sort of the depths of like your Sky channels. Yeah. Have you ever watched a bit? No. Oh, it's superb. Really? It's what, really in good. In a bad way. Y- yeah, I mean, it is. It is sometimes in a in a so bad it's good kind of way. <laughs> so um, generally the production values are quite low. 
Right. Sometimes it's kind of like family dramas. Um, the, the 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 plots kind of have to be based around kind of the locations that are available to them and the, and the surroundings. So it's generally quite rough and ready. I'm with you. But it it can be quite good. And there's two there's two boy there's two boys. I can't remember the name now. But the, you, they're on loads of if you use like Twitter and things like that. They're on loads of gifts and internet memes and stuff. These two, and they are genuinely really, really funny. Right. I can't remember the names, um, which is which is bad of me, but they crop up loads on stuff, and they've been in several like Nollywood films. And you've got like one kid that's kind of like um, a bit chubby, and another one who's well, not. And uh, <laughs> and they're just they're they're proper funny, but not in like a not in like a um, you know bad it's good kind. But genu- they're genuinely comic geniuses I start looking stuff because they're kind of like I think part of the humour with them is that they're kind of like um, they're like little adults the way they talk and stuff um, really funny would you um, give this to people at barbecue I think I would actually I think this would be quite a nice one to present to people good summer beer yeah, I'd yeah. Say it's a good solid summer beer. Um, I think it makes it to the barbecue. I don't think it makes it to the ambassador's reception. Um, no, it, it's got a bit of a cheap... Maybe not a cheap look. It's somewhere between middling and... Not expensive, but sort of half-decent quality, isn't it? It's it's certainly not a bad beer. But it says on the front that it's premium quality. Yeah. But um, the, can I just point out as well? Now, we, we've had a little discussion about this off-air. Off um all sort of African bottles seem to be really battered. Um, this one I'm looking at now, the big bottle, the Nigerian one, it's the sort of top and bottom edges, it's like it's been thrown around like the floor several times before it's gone on sale. I think but it, it's not just this bottle, it's no, all of them. I think it comes down to how they're stored, because a lot of German bottles have the same trait, where you get a ring. Um, so where you've got the neck goes down, you get to, to, to the wider part of the bottle. Mm. You get a ring around there, and you get a ring towards the bottom. Yeah, and that I think that's just—I assume that's um, uh, they're recycled bottles. It's got it, yeah. And the way that they and they get recycled more. I think they do. They must do. I think they do, and also um, you also get—I think it's just the way they're stored in the in the crates. Yeah. So I assume it's friction from being in the crates, and that dulls creates those sort of dull rings yeah. around the glass. I mean, this, particularly a big bottle, is absolutely battered. Yeah. It's clearly been used several times. So this this is going to go in my grey bin at home. Um, and knowing what England's like, it will probably never get used again. So it's come from Nigeria. and It'll, it'll get be... sent to China and then dumped in landfill. That'll be it, yeah. We'll mm. see it in the sea in a few years. Not like the Swedes. Exactly. Uh, we're gonna, are we just going to go straight into a rating? I think we should. Fingers. Uh yes. Let's okay, go. you ready? Okay. Three, two, one. You've gone straight in at seven. And you've gone six and a half. I've gone six and a half. Interesting. I've partially retracted a digit. Right, okay. I was gonna go I was debating seven. I was thinking seven. But we can't do three quarters, can we? That's but no. So I think it's it's probably gonna have to be a, a rock, paper, scissors job unless you can kinda mm. talk me. Up to seven. I mean, like, it, like it, a, you I'm know, not that bothered about it. <laughs> so I think we should do rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors to get to, to see what it where it ends up at. I think we should. And I mean, it's solid, isn't it? It's a solid beer. There's nothing particularly wrong with it. Somewhere between the two. Um, it, you're not really going to remember it much. No. And I'm not. 
if I had a choice to change it, I mean, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at a bottle of, say, Height, we've got from a previous episode, that's yeah. sort of over in the distance. And that's the sort of beer that, that if it, the option were presented to me, I would go back to a beer like that more than a beer like this. Yeah, true. I mean, there's three bottles over there. There's a Viru, which is an Estonian beer. That, that was extracurricular. Really nice. That was yeah. gorgeous. Really good beer. There's a Presidente in... That was shit. It was shit, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, right, let's... Rock, paper, scissors. rock, paper, scissors. Let's settle on this. On the third one. On the third. Ready? Right, one. I'll, I'll, I was going lefty then. You don't do rock, scissors. <laughs> you left, right. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Oh, scissors cuts paper, so Mark is the winner. Um, seven it is. So it's a seven out of ten beer. Mm. That's fair enough. I mean, it, I, you know, it is, it is a decent beer. I think it would, it would be, it would go down, it would go down well at your barbecue, wouldn't it? I think it would. It would, yeah. and it would probably be a conversation starter as well. I think it'd be a good summer beer because it is, yeah, and it's, it's not your average type supermarket fare, and yeah, it's a bit exotic. So it's, it's a talking point. Give it a go. Uh, oh, for just for listeners who want to acquire the beer, um, the Nigerian version, uh, sporadically it crops up in places like B&M, doesn't it? Yeah, B&M, Home and Bargain. Um, Those sorts of shops. Beyond Logie online. Oh. Um, Beards of Europe, obviously, they stock it. Um, quite a few places. Just Google it, you'll yeah. find it easy. It's not one of the hardest ones to get. Okay, that was Star from Nigeria, or slash Ghana, technically. And uh, we'll be back shortly with our second beer. Okay, we're back for beer number two. Uh, before I get into the beer, just to go slightly off track, well, we always go off track, but um, there was a story in the news involving dogs and beer that I thought was worth sharing. Um, and I, I, th- I get the feeling it was actually your wife that brought it, it up to me. Yeah, last night, yeah. And I think she told you and you forgot, which, you know, it happens. So, so anyway, so this story basically involves um, uh, a woman um, in the US, um, in Iowa, whose dog, called Hazel, um, basically just vanished. So it was May 2017, dog just disappears. And then, um, however much time passed, so we're talking, what, nearly three years now have passed, she um, was just browsing through social media and sees a, um, uh, a, like a, a, a pint, um, like a can, that's got a, a dog that looks exactly like hers on it. And she's convinced it's her dog. So it turns out, basically, there's a brewery over a thousand miles away in Florida um, that would been getting some kind of buzz on social media because what they've been doing on their on their products was basically um, putting, uh, using space on their packaging right. for um, rescue dogs or adopted, adoptable dogs. Right, okay. So... Um, Basically, the, the dog had wound up in Florida. Uh, so whatever littlest hobo adventure or something had occurred over that time, it had wound up in Florida in this shelter and basically was then used and put on this beer can, which the owner, the original owner then saw. And then it was then basically about trying to track down the dog again to be reunited. Did she get it back? Yes, yeah, so she basically she travelled she travelled down to uh, Manatee County in Florida. Um, she went to the animal shelter, and um, staff tried to use the microchip to locate the the owner, but the contact information was out of date. So by this point, I think the dog had been had already been. I think the dog had already moved on somewhere else. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, the Motorworks Brewing was the name of the brewery. So they partnered with the shelter to basically help find the dog's home and put basically faces, a four-pack of beers and there'd be a dog on. Wow. So, uh, I mean, this this story went pretty big as well. It was on like, Ellen DeGeneres' show. Um, you know, in Minnesota, there was like, there was talking about it and that's how it wound up on this woman's Facebook. Anyway, so she was like, this is my dog. Um so then the shelter asked her to share proof that, that, that it was hers, including, like, vet records, photographs. And then eventually it was like they proved it was her dog. It was, sorry, the dog was still at the shelter. She was able to prove that the dog was hers and was able to take the dog back home. The end. Brilliant. What, um, what brewery was... Uh, Motorworks Brewing in Motorworks Florida. Motorworks Brewing. We'll um, try and contact them. Yeah, yeah. We'll tag them or something. Be nice to... Be nice. mention, yeah. Be nice to try one of their beers at some yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. Motorworks Brewery. All right. Okay. Now, our second beer of the episode is um, a beer that the first time I had it, I I kind of fell in love with it a little bit. Um, it's a beer from Barbados, and it's called Banks. You were a big fan of this, weren't you? Big fan of this originally when we had it. Um, premium Caribbean lager, brewed in Barbados since 1955. Um, the first time we had this was in a bottle. This time it's in a 330ml can. I just thought we'd have a little bit of a change because I ordered this. Quite recently, didn't I? It yeah. was a choice of the two. Yeah. So I thought I'd just give it a go. We don't have many cans, really. We don't. Um, so, uh, percentage-wise, it's 4.7%, so it's right in your sweet spot. Yeah, well, it certainly is. Uh, this is uh, this was a, kind of a, an unassuming beer the first time we had it. It was just in a sort of a plain brown bottle when we had it. The, the logo was kind of nice. It's kind of like a ship. Um, a ship, and then you've got like a red sort of striped sunset. And a ship that's sort of like sailing over and the bank's logo itself is kind of on like a sail mm. anyway the can's black you don't get many black cans you don't really. no I quite like it I think it's I think it's quite stylish in a simple kind of way that you look at this and think this has probably been this way for years mm. it but reminds me of a, you're the cans of Jack Daniels and Coke that you get a little bit yeah it reminds me of that yeah but it kind of feels when you look at this, it's been the same for a while, and it's like, why change a winning formula? Yeah, it's a nice little small can, isn't it? So I'm curious to see if my love affair for this beer still holds strong, or yeah. whether that that the, the flame has kind of died down a little bit mm. in the time that's passed. Because you had a similar beer, it was Brains from Wales, that we yeah, had on the same night. Fun of that. So the that, same night we had that. It must have been, yeah. That's the one that you fell for, and I fell for this. Yeah. Um, so anyway... Uh, I think we should crack on. Should we try it? Let's crack on. Let's see. Here we go. Barbados. So, the country Barbados. Um, Ooh. Oh? Ooh. Oh? Ooh. Is, it, is it bringing back memories? Ooh. I'm going to have to tuck in now. So, I'm going to... Oh, no, I'm going to finish my point first. So, um, Barbados gets its name from uh, a Portuguese settler who, on remarking, on arriving at the island, remarked upon these trees that had, like, um, almost, like, uh, had, like, beards on them. So, where you have, like, the, the, the canopy top on the tree and whatever, it was kind of like these drop-down bits that were, like, beards. So, anyway, he called it um, Los, you know, Los Barbados, Barbados, which is which means bearded one. Right, okay. So, that's, that's stuck ever since. So, Barbados is actually Portuguese for bearded. That's a bit weird. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. I'm going to tuck into this beer now. 
It looks really fruity. That's a nice beer. Yeah. It's nice and chilled, so it's been in your fridge all day. Um, and as you said, 4.7%. Oh. Hello, my, old friend. It's my sweet <laughs> Now, straight away, that is going on the barbecue menu. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, without a doubt. Um, I think people love that. It's a nice, it's a nice clean taste, but at the same time, uh, I remember this from last time. At the same time, it it has its own character. It, it does it very it much certainly does. Yeah, it very much feels um, different. Where um, I mean, it's great in a different way to say like Steagles are like ten out of ten yeah, yeah, Grail yeah, beer. Obviously, this feels different to that, but it's still great. Um without ticking the same boxes that, that Stiegel does. Um, oh, it's fantastic. Um, can you remember where we got it from last time? I don't know where it came from this time, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought last time it was it was a... Um, was it an insect job? Was it Beers of Europe? It must have been. It's got to have been. I'm just looking now. But, but I get the feeling it's the sort of thing that's cropped up before in shops. If you look in the right places, um, what I want to say is Beyond Manger. Beyond what you got this one from Beyond Manger? I think I did. Yeah, I had an order from there recently because the original bottles you got, didn't you? I'm sure, but it wasn't Beyond Manger. Yeah, um, somewhere else. You've ordered from Beyond Manger, haven't you? I, I was. Yeah, I used that site first, and you've used it since. Yeah. Um, right, so it's not from there because I've just looked. All right. Um, so we're riveting the viewer with the with this information, <laughs> aren't we? While that's going on, can I? Um, so right, we, we're going to sort of research and sort of come up with like quirky facts and whatever. Yeah, we're we're trying to get better. And stuff. Yeah, we're trying to do better. But rather than sort of coming across sort of facts and things, I came across a story that I. Um, have you ever heard of a website called At- Atlas Obscura? No. So Atlas Obscura is a website basically um, that gives you uh, unusual places in, say, holiday stations or places around the world. So you right. can, um, you know, go on a particular country and tell you some sort of weird, off the beaten track type things that you can go and see and visit. Okay. Anyway, Barbados has something that nothing in the world has anymore. Right. That you would think is complete mad James Bond, Bond villain type shit. Okay. It has a space gun. What is a space gun? So, in the early 1960s, America and Canada cooperated on a, um, a project. And the idea was to build three large space guns. And the idea behind these was that you could kind of um, launch things into space. The idea was to kind of launch satellites or whatever or fire things. Right, okay. Just shoot stuff into space. With people on or not? No, well, I don't think it's designed for people. It's not like a it's not like a human cannibal type it's thing. You need to land again, don't you? Exactly. So they hired a guy, a Canadian guy called Ger- Gerald Bull, um, who was a ballistics um, artillery expert uh, engineer. Who they hired for the project, and they worked on this project, and they they built them in three locations. One was in um, in Canada, one was in um, America, and the other one was in Barbados on this island. Okay. island. Right. So this project went on throughout the sort of the, from the early sixties towards the late sixties, and eventually got got shit canned. Um, so the uh, the two space guns in Canada and America now are nowhere to be seen. They're, they're gone, but the one in Barbados was just left there. So over time, it's just kind of sat there and just kind of 
What does it do? Just Blot it away anymore? No, it's not. It's not an operational one. It's more of it, at the moment. It's just a, it's just a big phallic ornament um, that um, that is kind of on the outskirts of a military base in Barbados. So uh, apparently you can visit it, but you have to um, ask permission. So if you're going to Barbados and you want to go see this thing, you have to get in touch with the military base and get granted special permission to basically explore this piece of land. Right. It's a hike to, to get there to, to see it because obviously it's quite remote. Because so you don't want to get let down. Like, well, you're not going to have a space gun next to you know. Well, no. Greg's or Starbucks, are you? No. So it's kind of secluded. Right. So yeah, it's still there. Um, it was something like 130 feet long or something ridiculous. So I was looking at that, and then the story kind of took a twist. So the guy that this Gerald Bull, the guy that. Um, the, the, the man behind the space gun, if you like. Um, he was kind of off, off the project, must have been, I guess, twiddling his thumbs. 1988, he gets, uh, he gets a phone call. Well, I assume it's a phone call, maybe he got a letter. Anyway, picture the scene. So it's 1988, phone rings. He's in the kitchen. Uh, yeah, let's say he's in his kitchen. Okay, phone's ringing, do a phone ringing. <laughs> Hello, Gerald Ball speaking. Hi Gerald, uh, it's uh, Saddam Hussein. Um, big fan of your work. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm currently the um, Secretary of Defence for a country called Iraq. Um, really nice bunch of lads. Um, just looking for a space gun, really. And I was wondering if you wanted to get in touch about doing some work for us. So Gerald's like, um, okay, uh, where would you say you're from again? Iraq. All right, okay. Um, yeah, I'll, we'll have a chat. Great, I'll uh, we'll we'll see you soon, and we'll we'll sort something out. Okay, so they, so this this basically um, this basically you know takes place. Then um, they meet up, and uh, Saddam Hussein basically says, "I want a space gun. I want a space gun. I want to enter. You know, Iraq is going to enter the the space race as such." Just firing shit into the air, like. I think Saddam Hussein's thinking he's going to make me a big, massive gun, and it's going to. I'm just going to be able to blow up whoever I want and whatever and whatever. And Joel's like, um, sure. So Saddam's like, here's twenty five million dollars. Design and build, or you know, money in your pocket, whatever. Twenty five million dollars. This guy's from Barbados. No, 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 no. We're we're, we're past Barbados. Right. Now. He's Canadian. Canadian, right? But he did yes. work in Barbados. I'm with you. American, right? yeah, yeah. I'm Stay with it. Yeah. So, um, so the years what 1988. So he spends the next couple of years working on this space gun, and he and and the idea is to build three, and they're called uh, they the, there's there's two there's two enormous ones that are called um, Big Babylon. <laughs> Which brings to mind straight away Ali G, big Babylons, and then baby and baby Babylon, which is a small one. And these the scale of these is way bigger than anything that he did in wow. the 60s in Barbados. This is like so. Anyway, 1989, they've got a space gun that's operational in Iraq in this thing that it's built, it's being tested, but at full whack. This thing basically it turns out this thing at full whack. Um, when fired, would um, create the kind of um, uh, power or kind of the the force of a nuclear blast. 
<laughs> and would would create seismic activity, a huge seismic event. Wow. So it would be felt a long, long way. I'm talking like, you know, the kind Iraq. of stuff that, yeah. you know, gets tectonic plates wobbling a bit. Wow. So, um, yeah, really bizarre. So he's, he's basically working for Saddam Hussein. And this is, this is pretty much on the eve of the Gulf War. Wow. It's already getting a bit tetchy around that time. And uh, yes, we builds the space gun, and I guess the kind of you kind of the question you ask yourself is, why is it clearly if you clearly know that Saddam Hussein's building this thing as a, as a weapon, he's not building it to but he fire ferrets into space. It's it's a weapon, but Gerald's sort of reasoning, I think, behind it was kind of like, well, sure you can use it as a weapon, but it's not very practical. You can't move it. It's not that like you can pick it up and take it somewhere else. And once you've fired it, everyone's going to know where it was fired. And it's an easy target. So money, money, I guess he didn't feel like a traitor to his country because it's like, well, okay, he's going to have a... That powerful, he's going to blow his own country up anyway. So yeah, he's, he's basically, if he tries to use it as a weapon, he's an idiot. Yeah. Um, which he was, as we know. Which I guess he kind of was. Um, so so yeah. what happened to it? Is it still there? Um, the one in Iraq, I've no idea. I don't. I I have no idea on that. Right. But what was interesting was, in 1990, Bull was assassinated. I wonder why. And they never found out who did it. Really? Yep. Okay. And it's one of those swept under the carpet type things that this. Right. Okay. That basically they obviously got to a certain point with the project, and then someone comes right. along and decides he was yeah. staying in a hotel in Brussels, and someone popped a cap in his ass. Mm. Convenient, that. Yep, and it's to this day, obviously, no one knows who killed him or which group killed him. They reckoned it was um, Mossad from Israel is one of the rumoured things, or it could right, be Yanks okay. or whoever. But anyway. Interesting. Nothing to do with it. I like the story, though. It, it's much better than my um, research that I did for <laughs> uh, um, Nigeria. <laughs> so, yeah, if you happen to be in Barbados, um, get in touch with the military base uh, there and... See about checking out the space gun. Well, it's um, your mate from the listeners post earlier on. Francis funding a trip to Barbados. I'm quite happy yeah. to go there and do another podcast straight yeah. from there. If an Iranian billionaire fancies, no, I'd be quite happy sending to us that, there. Yeah, yeah. and I can drink happy. another Banks because this is a beautiful beer. It's a beautiful beer. Do you know any um, famous Barbadian footballers? No, but I've got a whopper of a celebrity. I know who this is going to be. Go on. I mean, you could probably see it on my notes, but go on. No, no, I, I did my own research. Oh, you did your own? Yes, yes. Is it Rihanna? It's Rihanna. It's Rihanna, isn't it? It's Rihanna. And she's not just half Barbadian. She's proper she's Barbados. She's proper born there. She's yeah. not Barbados via somewhere else. She is Barbados through and through. Full on Barbados, yes. Cut her like a stick of rock, it will say Barbados inside her. Right inside her. Yeah. yeah. As many people probably you'd assume did. she'd be American, wouldn't you? I don't know. When you think of her earlier work, there was some... Umbrella. No, I'm thinking earlier, further back than right, that. Right at the start. Right at the I start. I used to like Rihanna. You know, like back in the day, when I was at school. In fact, no, it probably wasn't when I was at school. It was probably after I left. But you know, she was trendy back in the day. And when I was trying hard to sort of just you know catch up, like... Yeah. I should have just let go then, because you know, I'll let go now, really. So. <laughs> Okay, best Rihanna song. Do you know what? Right, I'm going to have to quickly Google this. I'll, I'll get back to you in a second. There's a 
on her first album that I used to have, there's an absolute tune on there, but I don't think it ever got released. Um, so I'm just gonna have to. So you're gonna go for an out. Al- you're gonna go for a deep cut album track. I am. I wasn't um, expecting you to be so Rihanna such ready. A Rihanna fan? No, you weren't. Were you? I know. Um, Rihanna first album. Just bear with me. I do apologise. Umbrella's obviously a, probably a biggest song, right? It is over here because the year that that was released, it pissed. It, it down. was in the summer. It pissed down all summer, didn't it? It was horrible. I remember there was floods everywhere. It was absolutely pissing down all the time. Um, it was a horrible summer. Um, so I don't know if that's the case. Um, you know, elsewhere, like you know, in America or Barbados, mm. indeed. Um, I like Rude Boy. That's a good one. Come in, Rude Boy. Boy, boy, is it big enough? Yeah, that one. That's that a good one. Yeah, that's a tune, isn't it? But again, it's got it's got a Caribbean flavour to it. She um, she seems to keep herself relevant, doesn't she? You know, just look into her now. No, not quite literally, obviously, but... <laughs> um, I, I, I did about five minutes ago. Just bear with me. I'm so unprepared. Um, she is 31 years old. She's younger than us. That makes but sense. She's been around forever. Not really, because you think about when we were leaving school. Yeah. Uh, when we were leaving school, she wasn't really doing anything. Once, uh, I'm trying to think of when her first little song sort of came out. You're probably talking mid 2000s? Um, first maybe album early 2000s. was released August 2005. There you go. So, now, see, this is what, to me, her first album is Good Girl Gone Bad. But that was actually a third album. Oh. But that was when she started. I think that was the one that well, I was Well, that was in 2005. That was 2007. Right. She released Music of the Sun in 2005. Yeah. Girl Like Me. Yeah. 2006. And Good Girl Gone Bad in 2007. Now, that for me is when... She her, was peak, her peak is probably like late uh, noughties, isn't it, really? Yeah. That's probably... Well, having said that, She's still pretty big now, isn't she? She is pretty big, isn't she? I mean, not literally. No, she's quite small. She's she's very small, yeah. Petite. Mm. Um, Very attractive as well, but probably won't go into that. No, Um, we're both married. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brianna. It's really not very easy to find stuff. While you're doing that, I've been musing on whether this beer would make it. I was going to say, should we go back to the beer? Well, obviously, barbecue, no-brainer. It's going to be at the barbecue. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Without a doubt. Ambassador's reception. Now, I kind of think the beer is good enough to be at the ambassador's reception. Yeah. But before the people drink it, would they be willing to accept it? Um, People at the... So, the ambassador... People attending the reception, what do you mean the ambassador? The ambassador himself knows that this beer is good enough for his reception. Right. Um, However... So, if Rihanna was attending... If Rihanna's... Well, Rihanna drinks... The question is, does Rihanna drink this or not? Uh, He absolutely does. Obviously. Do you not think she's more of a cocktail lady? I think she'll drink whatever's going... That's quite a statement. Well, I'm not saying that in a slutty way. I'm just saying that I don't think she's particularly precious about... I don't think she's going to be that high maintenance. I think she's probably quite proud of being from Barbados. Yeah, and it's... To that note, she probably would drink banks for that reason. Yeah, yeah. If I were were from Barbados, if I were Rihanna, and I'm basically an ambassador for that country, I would be extremely proud of this beer, and I would want to tell every man, woman, and child... Not Budweiser. ...that this is... A beer you want to get on. Mm. 
because it's 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 just really so good. You quite evidently have it at our barbecue. Yeah, I think the I think if if the ambassador was you know would drink this, the ambassador would say, "Yep, yeah, you know, I'd have I'd have a load of that. Ideally, get it on draft if I can with my Ferrero Rocher." But would the guests appreciate it in the same way? Depends where they're from, though. I guess, yeah, I guess. Because you'll have people from all over the world at the ambassador's reception. It's like a who's who of like rich people. Boris Johnson. Mm. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I would hope he wouldn't get in. He was mm. foreign secretary, though, so maybe at some point he would have kind of had to have been there. Best Rihanna song for me, yep. Breaking Dishes. Breaking Dishes, I haven't heard that. It's a tune. I'll let you Google it. Yeah. What about you? I was gonna say I was gonna say Rude Boy. Although I do like the one that she did with um uh Calvin Harris, the We Found a Love in a Home Place. Oh what a tune. That, that was is. a belter. Yes. And the um and you wanna make me feel that I'm the only girl in the world. No, 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 no. What a, she yeah. has brought some tunes. She out. has, yeah. Yeah. If oh, you take yes. away the obvious umbrellas the obvious big I don't one really like around. umbrella. Well it's, it's good, but it played, was obvious day. It's played a lot, yeah. It's it's not aged as well as say some of some of their other songs. No. Um, but yeah, breaking dishes. Give breaking dishes. I'll check that out. This is a tune. You'll you'll have it on in your Kia going to work tomorrow morning. It's a Hyundai. Bang. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a Kia. Well, they're basically made in the same factory anyway. It's um, my Korean whip that you're talking um, about. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll have it banging on your way to crew tomorrow morning. So yeah, give it a go. I will. I'll, I'll, I'll do it on, on the way home. Yeah, yeah, get it blasting. Is there much else to say about this beer? There's a lot to say about it, but I don't think there's enough time. Mm. Um, but it's a good beer. It's gone up in my estimations, I have to say. From last time? Yeah, when we um, rated it. Now, I'm not going to tell you what the rating was last time, because I've just looked. I know how I rated it. Um, I, don't, I can't remember how, what you... I don't you think posted you it as, on Facebook, actually. I don't um, think you were as... Uh, Effusive. I wasn't as receptive. In your praise. No, I wasn't. No. Um, I'm not quite in love with it as you are, but this is a similar situation to when we tried Brains from Wales. Mm, um, very much. So. It's one of, for me, it's one of the best beers we have drank on this journey. And we just, one more taste. One of. Not the, but one of. It's, it's in the, it's in the, an elite tier. Um, it is in the elite. Top three, yeah. top five. It is. It is well in there. Top one, obviously, Stiegel. 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 What others would you have in the top three? This, obviously. Maybe that's something for another day. Maybe we should do like a, a best of. Just doing some admin mid show. Mm, maybe okay. we should kind of because the beers are going to start drying up soon. Mm, good shouts. And maybe we should kind edition. of do a retrospective. You know, like an episode of Friends, where like they basically just con you by basically cram- crowbarring the episode full of flashbacks. We'll do that. Of stuff you've seen before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we might just do that. That's a good idea. And just talk about shit we've already drank. Should we do a rating? Uh, yeah. Are we going to do fingers or should we discuss? Should we debate? Well, I I'm, I stand by what I originally gave, which was a nine. You actually gave it a 9.5. Did I? You did. Ooh. I thought I gave it a straight nine. But, 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 I'm happy to give it a nine. What were you before? It didn't say, I I looked on Facebook and it was you that posted it. Oh. It was 9.5. Are you happy with nine? Um, I think I'm quite happy with nine, yeah. I think you might have given it a ten and I've given it a nine. 
Or I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe. But that was, that was, might have been before we had um, Stiegel. But my hope is there'll be another 10 out of 10 beer somewhere out there. It That's was, my hope. Um, yeah, it was June last year, which I think was before Stiegel. It was in your kitchen, so it wasn't the same night. No. Same night that we had beer Lau. It was that day. Got to go back to that one as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we just settled on a nine. So on a, but then we're downgrading it from last time. That's well, not, that's not right, is it really? I, look, I'm happy with nine. I get the feeling that when we first had it, you weren't at nine and a half. I so I think nine is fair. Yeah. And as I say, it is. Stiegel is the gold standard. It's, this it's, is it's at least one mark off Stiegel. This is this is close to it in terms of just a really beautiful, nice. Iconic feeling beer that, that good beer. you would recommend to anyone drinking all weathers. Um, it's just nice, clean, really well done. Um, yeah, and you know what? It's good enough for the ambassador's reception. I don't care what the you know, if it's good enough for Rihanna, it's good enough for me. Yeah, you can't say any more than that. You can't say any more than that. Uh, okay, so uh, right before we go. Uh, socials at FTLOB pod Facebook Twitter Instagram yes and email us at for the love of beer at gmail.com yeah. yeah make sure we do uh, yeah please get in touch with us because um, we're lonely yeah we are quite lonely um, so and oh yeah review us on uh, Apple's the main one yeah review us on Apple yeah we've had a, a good couple of reviews on there five stars if it's not five stars and just stop listening to us. Yeah, just tweet us and tell us to come Just tell us we're shit on, on, on social media yeah, yeah. rather than that, in a yeah. review. That's fine. We can take it. Um, yeah, spread the word. And thanks again for listening. And we'll be back soon with some more beers. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast. <laughs>